0: Coming up on Jess Eldridge Podcast. Russ, we're going to go on record. We're going to let the world know that we are not. Uh... Yeah.
1: Hey, look, by and no means am I up here uh, claiming to be a, a guru or an expert.
0: It's, this is fascinating.
2: This is absolutely fascinating. 2016,
0: I started Spindify. Um, which is the digital platform to help you find black-owned businesses.
2: The big thing now is, as I said earlier, the more I get into this, it's all about who controls the information and the speed of the information.
0: In Atlanta, y'all are the first family for us, you know what I'm saying? Y'all have done something that we all want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Can you talk about a transition of wealth and power from your father to your generation?
2: When he finished Tuskegee, that's when he bought the property at five oh four Fair Street in nineteen fifty two. Wow. Okay. So he just he uh, just,
0: so the, the the Russell building. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Bought that in nine that with that building Dang. there he bought it in nineteen He
0: built it or he bought it like that?
2: Bought it and built it.
0: Uh what's the big picture? Um uh, if everything goes well how we want it to go, what are we gonna see from um the Russell Center in the next five years?
2: Uh, great question. Uh, the message to Black America. Number one. <clears throat> ready? Born ready. Daddy, what's a will? It's, summer, it's, yes. oh,
1: it's,
0: it's Tuesday. Sunday.
3: Every day of the week. Take those monies and spread across families. My yeah. sister, Hattie, and little nephews, cousins, and T.T. Eric, the rest of the beef. Just
0: turn that up and vibe with, do, with she me. She might
3: start an institute. She might put poor kids in school. My stake in my nation should go to you. Leave a peace for your oh, preaching children. preaching on this one. too. Title the Champagne. Do say I'd like to see a nice peace fund ideas for people who look like we we gone. Start a society within society. Ooh. That's major. It's like the Negro League. It was a time America wouldn't let us fall Those times are
0: now back It's now Y'all know the rest If you don't, just know What's up, family? It's your boy Elders. You are tuning to the Just Eldridge Podcast The greatest podcast that ever hit the airwaves I'm super excited because we're about to record The greatest episode we have ever recorded I say that every time And I mean it every single time Before we get started Let me just give a round of applause A round of applause Thank you for everybody that tuned into last week's episode, Politics as Usual, uh, featuring Derek Bozeman and, uh, Senator Fort. Brothers giving us some insight on, uh, the national politics as well as the Atlanta Merrill race. We're super excited about that. Um, but today I got a good one, man. I want to actually just tune, jump right in and introduce my guests. Um, first person, I'm going to start to my right, your left um this brother is someone well y'all don't heard me on my podcast i always talk about more my girlfriend so um without further ado introducing Moore's brother Russ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: thank you for the for the invite man you know it's good to kind of get here i know you've been talking about your, your podcast for a minute and you know appreciate that invite man so russ Atlanta native, you know, family in the house. Right, right. Uh, I consider you family, man. I have known you for, for a good little minute now.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, before more. We've been rocking before then. So, yeah. um I'm excited. Russ is somebody who is, uh, to me, the epitome of a hustler. Uh, someone who is not only gonna grind, but also is gonna learn and, uh, always pivoting and always taking advantage of opportunities. So it's somebody who I look to for insight on a lot of things. So I'm looking forward to you on this conversation. Next person, um, like you said, family and house. I want to introduce this man needs no introduction. Uh, the great Jerome Russell. What's up, brother?
2: <laughs> what's, what's up, Pop? Man, all, all is good. Good. I'm, I'm honored to be here with everyone. So let's chop it up,
0: man. Let's get it in. So it's a lot of stuff going on in the world. I think the common denominator is. People want to generate wealth. Mm. You know, uh, I'm seeing like, and, and you rest, you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm seeing a trend where you're seeing the entrepreneur is the new thing. Like everybody want to be an entrepreneur. Like, and, and for, for a minute, it wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Entrepreneurship hasn't always been a sexy thing, but now we're into real estate. We're into stocks. Um, why do you think that trend has really Took
1: it out the web, took it off, man, well, um I mean, I can say first and foremost, and I think technology has definitely opened up the door for a lot of people, um being able to you know tap in learn uh you know so many resources out there on the web, you know YouTube first and foremost, a lot of exposure, uh, I think a lot of my access has definitely come. Uh, in relations to the family, you know, kind of the industry that we've been in, real estate, construction, um, and then looking at ways that I can, you know, tap into some of the emerging tech, technology and just opportunities out there, you know. So whether it be, you know, real estate, uh, you know, Airbnbs. Right. Um, of course, you know, you got cryptocurrency that's been kind of boiling up for the past three years. Um, since I was introduced to it, right? um, of course you got platforms where, you know, retail traders, I was like a lot of the activity was happening right now. So, you know, using these, uh, resources just to like self-educate and then, you know, get closer to a network of people who are doing the same things, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, so Airbnb, man, I know you've been doing that for a while. Um, Uh, first of all, I seen they, uh, recently did their IPO. They Mm -hmm. came out at about one forty six. Yeah. They're at one. When I said, I thought it was like 80 something now, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. They came out a lot higher than, uh, I guess the projection. I think it was at 60. I was ready to buy in. I think right now it's a little bit inflated their price. So just waiting to kind of see come up, but you know, they have a lot of market cap. You know, if you look at all the different hotels right now, they're about, you know, all of them combined, uh, they're having more activity um especially with the pandemic uh one thing that we saw uh luckily being out here in Atlanta um a lot of the were they still open? <laughs> yeah, still open. You had a lot of domestic travel was uh flying in town so we were blessed to be able to you know weather the storm cuz I know a lot of people probably um upside down with kind of uh you know where how far they were into it so
0: Right. Uh Mr. Russell man, I want to go to you cuz Russell had a lot of his exposure it really comes from the family. You know what I'm saying? And some, a lot of my listeners know for those that don't know, uh, the Russell family, especially somebody like myself who is an aspiring entrepreneur, um, the work that your family, your father has done has been something that we all can look up to. So can you tell people a little bit about HJ Russell and company and kind of what you all are doing?
2: Sh- sure, sure. So, um, uh, I start with, um, our, kind of what I call our business platforms. So uh, we have four platforms, real estate, um, construction services, um, airport concessions um, throughout the United States, and banking, because we're the largest shareholder in in Citizens Trust Bank. So that's the platform we uh, (laughs) kind of operate off of. And then the new platform is the, the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs.
0: Nice, nice. So RCI,
2: <laughs> RCI, what? Well, it- well actually, we, we're changing the name. We've officially changed the name to RICE, oh. the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs.
0: What's so crazy? You know how long it yeah, took me man. to learn RCIE? I kept messing that up so many times. Yeah,
4: I was the same way. I used to call it the right center before. <laughs> hey, it was a natural, it was a natural brand. <laughs> you know, dyslexia.
2: <laughs> so, um. Yeah, yeah so we cleaning it up. Why did, and we're going to put a campaign behind it too.
0: Why, why right. was RCIE so important for you all to start? I mean, um. I remember, and that's actually how I met you, Russ. Yeah, like the groundbreaking event. I don't know how many years ago that yeah, was. That
1: was probably 2018. It was just or 17. It might even before then. You yeah, know, just we were doing focus groups, kind of, you know, engaging with uh, the community and the people and seeing, you know, exactly what were their expectations and what were some of the resources they needed under one roof. Right. So, yeah.
0: So, um, what do we see it going ultimately? Like big picture wise. I remember when you all first started now, y'all got staff in there. We Shout out to Jay CEO, uh, Miss Baranda COO over there, the whole team, Chris, we see y'all, uh, Shalon. Now I'm mad cause I'm gonna miss somebody. And I'm gonna get in trouble, mm-hmm. but everybody on the, uh, rice team, Uh, What's the big picture? Uh, If everything goes well, how we want it to go, what are we going to see from um, the Russell Center in the next five years?
2: Uh, Great question. Um, So let's say the first piece that is evolving is that we have to own the data. The data on black businesses, the data around black wealth, the data as relates to our income, data around our consumer purchasing, data on what industry are our businesses in—okay, oh. that data is there. So we're gonna we're gonna go out. We're gonna use data scientists. We're gonna aggregate that data and we're gonna break it down, probably using metro. Atlanta as the backdrop. So we'll go in and we'll take probably 10 core counties and we'll we'll mine the data. And then from the data, we're gonna reverse engineer that data back and develop a way to accelerate the businesses. And build them to the next level. That are out there. So nobody's gonna have the type of measurement we're going to have on black business development. We're going to go ahead and own that space and be the research almost kind of like a think tank around the data. Okay. So, and then from there we'll develop the programs and we'll be able to measure our impact from all of that data and be able to Gear, our fundraising, and et cetera, and you know, and just the whole program and the place, the building, et cetera, et cetera. Man,
0: that the reason why that's so important because when I when I started 2016, I started Spendify, mm-hmm. uh, which is the digital platform to help you find black owned businesses. <laughs> and I started it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm no longer <laughs> with them. That's why you did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I started it from uh from data. Mm-hmm. One of the number one data points that we used to always read that. Eight out of 10 black owned businesses fail within the 18, first 18 months of launching. Mm. Like, and that was the one that like, we wanted to know why that was. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing that we discovered was it was number one, lack of business acumen. A lot of people are first generation entrepreneurs. They don't know, you know, I'm an amazing cook, but I'm bad at selling. You know what I'm saying? The second one was a uh, lack of exposure. Don't have the marketing dollars to get in front of people. And then the third one um, was um, lack of funding, naturally, because uh, we get little to no funding. So um, that's where we at, man. And people are now trying to generate wealth. So the number one way I see a lot of people getting in is in these stocks. Russ, we're going to go on record. We're going to let the world know that we are not. Uh...
1: Yeah. Hey, look, by <laughs> and no means am I up here uh, claiming to be a, a guru or expert. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a novice, but I'm learning actively. I'm getting around people who have proven success models. Uh, I'm just tapping in. I'm all ears. And you know, my thing is, I think even if you look back at stocks and crypto right. over the past couple of years, you've had some booms that I think now you're seeing social media and finance, finance are having intersections where a lot of people starting to talk about it. It's starting to wake some people up. And, um, you know, that's my thing. I don't want to be behind the curve. I rather. Be doing my due diligence. And you've seen this past week with uh, all the madness that was going on. A lot of
0: people were jumping in. break it down for the, break it down for people that kind of like don't know what's happening. That was happening with the uh, GameStop trade.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think it was a couple of them. It was like GameStop. Um, or, you know, I'm on Robinhood. I got introduced to Robinhood. There's a couple options, Webull, uh, Fidelity, Mm E-Trade, uh, Thinkorswim. Uh, but I, I got introduced to Robinhood and, uh, basically, what was happening is you have these uh these blogs um out there, uh Reddit in particular is the ones. there's was one called Wall Street Bets, so you know it's like it could be like a Twitter, but this one is just a community geared towards uh trading, you know. And it wasn't one that I was a part of, but I think this is what caused the surge. So you know, basically, they you know it's almost what happened over at Capitol Hill uh these past two weeks in January. It's like digitally. This community had this, you know, let's overtake or, you know, let's, you know, we're going to pick companies that have been driven down. That companies are short, uh, you know, like I guess the hedge funds and Wall Street short and they're betting for them to kind of lose value, almost even run out of business. And uh, they just, you know, really started putting there's there's putting putting a lot of energy and uh, option option trading uh, into those companies. So it ran up, you know, substantially just that concentrated effort. I think Wall Street bet has over like. 2 million followers um that concentration uh caused some disturbance and manipulation that that ran up their stock exponentially i think they were in like the 10 sub 20 range and over this past week i think it brewed up um not this past thursday but thursday before uh, i ran up from like the 20s all the way up to the 100s and then the next two days it was like 300 i seen it hit even 500 this
0: week after hour. and what people are saying is it's it's the little guy Winning at the big guy game, like that's what that, that's what was so crazy about it, because uh, people were just like, I know my homeboy, he invested in, and he was like,
4: "Oh, I'm straight." Well, well, a little bit of that, but it's more nefarious than that, because as the little people start winning, then that, they start shutting it down. Exactly. Because, yeah, you might have a Robin Hood account; they shut down Robin Hood. Yeah. But hedge funds are using Robin Hood; they're connecting directly with trading with these uh with the companies. Like they're directly buying the stock. So yeah, the little person should've won because normally that's this is what hedge funds been doing. And I guess this is what the guy was saying in the Reddit group. Like he's been reading the chart. Almost like you ever seen the movie The Big Short?
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: That's what it's like. It's like a guy reading the charts, seeing that, oh, real estate is about to fall. So I'm about to catch it on the way down. Well a guy did it with the hedge funds. He's like, oh they're Making AMC fall. They're making Nokia fall so they can make money on the way down. Nah, we're not doing that. We're going to hold the line. Like right now in the group, they have this big thing right now saying, we're going to hold the line. So GameStop is still at 325 right now because they're going to hold the line, not sell. They'll just keep driving it up. So now these hedge funds got to put in millions and billions of dollars so they don't lose their money. Right. You're know about to say something. Oh,
2: it's, this is fascinating. <laughs> this is absolutely fascinating that you're having. This is the first major disruption to the financial system. Right All right. Technology's got Uber. I mean, we, we've seen it. But this is coming in, and they're playing by the rules. They're playing by the rules. There's nothing that this group, Reddit, is doing is illegal. they beating them at the their game. The banker. Yeah, they're beating them. Yeah. They're hit. They figured out a way to get ahead of them in that information flow. It's, so it's fascinating.
0: Now, uh, have y'all heard of uh Doe? Has anybody heard of Doe yet?
4: Doe is that a black black I, trading I, platform? I just signed up for it. Yeah. So a couple so, days ago. So
0: when Robin Hood Got shut down. When Robin Hood shut down, everybody was looking for like everybody like we leaving Robin Hood. Trying to and, jump ship. Yeah, jumping ship. And uh there's a company called Doe. It's trade with Doe. Trade with Doe on Instagram. Um the CEO is uh, a brother named Victor Jones. Mm-hmm. I actually reached out to him. He said he gonna, he's actually going to come on the podcast. We're going to talk to him about everything that's happening with his platform. But it is a black-owned. Uh,
4: is this a startup? This is a new? I, I know I heard the name. They, they've been around now for about four years, they say. Okay. Yeah. Or, but I just, and
0: what
2: do they do? Just, just like Robin it's Hood. It's, it's like Robin Hood, black opportunity black you to buy. Buy
0: and trade stock but it's it's black owned.
1: and i i think what kind of took off like you know these Robin hoods they call it retail investors mm-hmm. because you can do these things from home you're not using an investment firm to kind of grow your portfolio or put money in and they grow it for you so that's what i've seen i think when um I'm, i think it was either uh fidelity or like e-trade they i think three years ago had took out the commissions that they were making and then that's where you saw a lot of these platforms start to explode and just people's interest getting in because they could do it, you know, they could do their own research and about, but I think it's important to say too, what happened this past week, you know, the market was extremely volatile and I think people were jumping in as this thing took off. That's what, you know, to me, what I've been learning, I've been on it kind of for the past two months. Is like, you know, you got certain technical analysis and like reading the charts and kind of knowing what type of trader you are. You, are you a scalper? You getting in, getting out the same day. You a day trader. Are you a swing trader? You know, you know, you got to know exactly how you invest a long-term hold. And a lot of people are jumping in. They really got clapped this week because it it was after this thing had took off. And then you got Robin Hood, you got the big dogs who came and shut it down down so they can catch up, recalibrate. So Mm -hmm. that's why I think is important is like, you know, if you're gonna get in it, you gotta a, you know, take it, take it. Like I, this, this is an investment. It's not a full time job. Right. I'm, I'm looking. You know, you gotta have cash flow. You got, you got either things that you put in investments that you know off put cash. You got things that you can put in to grow your money. But you
4: got to You got to come in with some kind of
1: knowledge and skill set to get around people who do.
4: I got a question because we're right now in between two generations, right? So you're seeing this happen now. Yeah. But Mr. Russell, have you seen this happen when you were like around your twenties or thirties? Did something volatile happen in the market or was there something then that you were like, man, I should have bought that stock then that that kinda came up now? Oh um, no, stock it's, or realistic. Yeah,
2: well it's move it moves much quicker now. Mm. The information flow is much more efficient and uh than ever before. You know, the way you move money, the way things you make the decisions. So I think that the the big thing now is, as I said earlier, the more I get into this, it's all about who controls the information and the speed of the information. In mm. social media, these mm. platforms that make it accessible, they can create their own um, audiences. Yeah. Okay, right? Yeah. And then it's not, you don't, it's really, you're breaking down all this, this uh, these systems that are of the hierarchy, mm-hmm. so it's becoming flatter. Yeah, so it. that's kind of what, to me, is really interesting about what's going on. Is is that it's uh, it's really disrupt. This this is this is disrupting the system. All this politics, all this stuff is like almost all happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, medical. I think we, I think we're we're about to hit this really accelerated technological change. I mean, uh, yeah, COVID
0: guaranteed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah COVID guaranteed that. Yeah. Like our, our technical advance we're about to go, yeah, to another route because it has to. Yeah, correct. It, it has to because we ain't never going back. Um, mm-hmm. but real fast before I go to the next fact, like, can you talk about your genesis, bro? Like, when you really just sat down and said, you know what? I'm gonna start trying to do this, like, because it's somebody that's listening that ain't never messed with stocks. They don't know about it. They just hear what's happening now. And like I said, we're not saying you're a professional. We just know you what made you yeah. like. Where did you go research? I like? mean,
1: I think everybody's seen it over the past couple of years. You got a lot of cats who are doing 4x. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and
0: is Forex the Primerica of uh stocks.
4: Yeah, this is it's basically a multi no. <laughs> multi level marketing. No, for, 4x is it's the companies. That's trying to teach you how to do Forex. The foreign yeah. stage market isn't multi-level marketing. Yeah. Now, when you sign up with like legendary marketing that's going to show you how to do Forex. And if you bring me three people, I'll show you how to do it for free. And that's when it gets Yeah, to cast the a network yeah. marketing.
1: I think some people are kind of losing it. <laughs> Selling getting. that coffee. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the Forex, you got people doing Forex, you know, cryptocurrency has kind of popped off. I think crypto kind of got my attention a couple of years ago. I had went down to South by Southwest. I think this was in 2017. That was my is first it? time out there. I, I learned about it in 16. That's all they were talking about. They, I remember they were talking about like augmented reality, AI and the, the blockchain and the crypto was like major, you know? And I was like, that was really putting on my, my, uh my map, my, you know, brought it to my attention to see, okay, this is about the, you know, it's really a lot of people are talking about this ground level. And then, you know, I didn't really get into it. And then, I saw kind of some of the pops at the end of uh, 2019. And then I jumped on. I was like, okay, let me just put a couple of dollars into this. And then uh, 2020, all the disruption from every industry with COVID, um, there was a big dip um, in all markets. And I I missed that one too. So Mm -hmm. getting to the end of this year, I'm like, you know, I think some of the businesses I was working on, um, you know, were generating some capital, had some money put back. So I'm like, okay, let me really learn because I had done, had, had tapped into the Forex one time. It was like, it was almost too risky. It's like you trading currencies. This, this is just my personal experience. Right. Trading currencies is really kind of hard, but companies that if you got like an Amazon, you see the Teslas, you know, these major companies that have blown up over the past five, 10 years or even 20 years, you know, how can you really be in the loop of like knowing, a company has good financials, you know, you're seeing the adaptation, you got Peloton, all these companies is blowing up right. overnight, especially with technology. I was like, I don't want to miss the next boat. I don't want to miss miss the next market correction like Corona. You know, I want to be able to, you know, smartly sound, make sound investments when, um, I have a company I believe in, these things are going up and down. So that's, that's what really led me she to, me to like, you know, learn, learning, learning. Cause I didn't just jump in. I,
0: yeah.
4: And I, uh, no, no, I just want to ask you this question because as you're in it. Have you also noticed um, kind of what your your father was speaking Mm -hmm. to the social media influence of stocks rising and falling? Like Peloton is a good example. Mm -hmm. Um, The stock is just doing basic. Then Beyonce announces, Hey, I'm coming to Peloton. I'm bringing my content here. You can work out with me. And then big boy announces. And then, Joe Biden gets a pellet in the white house and now the stock kind of rises. Do you follow it like that too?
1: Yeah. Dude? I look at social media as like a good marketing tool. Cause Hey, you can introduce people, whatever industry, whatever you're doing, whether you're selling water, you're in real estate, you know, you can, you can introduce people to what you're doing. I see now more and more people. I feel like we passed the, uh, the adaptation and the early adapters. And, and now you're seeing where it's like, you're seeing all these people talk about it. And I think that draws people in. So, you know, and then I even joined a platform who, you know, I pay $50 a month subscription and I'm just listening to people live time talk about, you know, what are sound investments, how to read charts, blah, 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 you know, so, so, nah. you know, I'm doing it in a community. I joined a community where, you know, that $50 I put in, I've seen it exponentially pay, 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 its, it paid, pay its girl. investment. So, you know, that's my thing. I don't, I don't know what I'm not doing it all my own, Um, but I think social media has been that draw. That's how I got kind of. In that web is people marketing what they're doing, and um now you're seeing so many people jump on and post stuff. It's like, you know, it's like how can I not pay attention? How can I not not catch my attention? Gotcha. That's what I've seen social media's part been in it, and that's where a lot of people uh are not assessing their risk and you know how they're getting in. That's where I think a lot of people are kind of um it's a little dangerous too as well. It can be if for you're sure. not you're not moving in the right way. For sure, for
0: sure. I got that. So uh. I do got a question, and I got one for you, Miss Russell. One more question for you. Uh, uh, Mori told me that uh, y'all grandfather had got y'all stops one time for Christmas. Yeah, you still got your stocks?
1: Yeah, yeah, we still do. And um, you know, that's what I was telling. Uh, we we talked about this a couple of days. I just saw, you know, this is when I guess you know, and I know a lot of people, you know, this this is something I want to pass on to my children. Right. You know, kind of that just start them early because to me back then. I don't think he really broke it down, but he was just way ahead of, way ahead of his time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to get a stock. And then now this is, this is 20 years later in my life. I'm like going back from ground zero, trying to figure out, okay, what are the sound investments? So that just a test to like, you know, HJ, he really had a level of financial, um, acumen and, and, you know, just how to create generational wealth mm-hmm. that I think if more people can expose more of our community get exposed to this, um, you'll start to see, you know, the masses, you know, those things kind of sm- eventually start to kind of, you know, over. be more adaptive and, 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 you know, more growth.
0: So that's why I want to come to you, uh, Ron. We just talk about passing generational wealth. Um, one thing, again, I, I admire what y'all family, because y'all in Atlanta, y'all the first family for us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have done something that we all want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you talk about a transition of wealth and power from your father to your generation? And how you see it going to RG3? Uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting situation because I study it all the time. Um, The more I focus in on it, the better I understand why things are set up the way they are. So my father uh, was, really came up. I mean, he's the real Horatio Alger story. I mean, he came up You know, really from nothing to, you know, a really, really successful businessman. Um, you know, as soon as he was out of college, I mean, he, he, when he finished Tuskegee, that's when he bought the property at 504 Fair Street in 1952. Wow. Okay.
0: So he just, he, so the, the Russell building. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Bought that in night that with that building in, he bought it in 19,
0: he 50, built it or he bought it like that.
2: Bought it and built it. Dang. 1952. He was 22 years old. 22, 23 years old. Jeez. So. Seventy years ago. He. Jeez. You know. He, 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 he's special. I mean, really, he's a he's a special human being. So. Um. And um. And then as we were coming up, he didn't. He was pretty. I would say protective. Really, you know, um, when I say protected, we worked he 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 instilled a very strong work ethic in us, okay, so we were all we were always busy, we was always doing something um so it was very important you stay busy, and he never forced us as we started to go through school. This is what you're gonna be doing. he never said that to us um because I don't think he wanted us. I think he went through a lot of pain. He saw a lot of stuff, a lot of adversity. And I think as you know, parents, you don't want your kids to have to go through right. that type of adversity. So yeah. um so he kinda kept us busy. We had responsibilities, but we weren't out there. He wasn't saying, Okay, you you go out here and kind of start your business. So kinda like the discussion Russ is having I was it was a much more structured, controlled Mm-hmm. environment that the Native Michael mike when i came in right okay and he was the he was the driver right he, he controlled everything he controlled the 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 you know everything you know the books kinda, you know etc so that's kind of how we all came up and then as we started to grow and as i got older you know i started to see okay wow it's much more out there you know it's different things so, you know, your aspirations are shaped. Donata, we all kind of had different aspirations. Michael had his, I had mine and, you know, Donata had hers. So, yeah. um, so now, you know, after he passed, you know, everything was, he, he did a phenomenal job in his estate planning in creating lo- literally very low estate taxes. Cause whenever he had so much that, estate taxes can sometimes kill businesses Mm -hmm, if you're not ready for it for if one of the founders dies unexpectedly and, and he had it very well planned and as we started to get older we started to understand more of how he had things set up okay
0: wax on wax off
2: so i mean and um but even up until then he still was in control of really pretty much everything i mean you know it wasn't like here jerome you go out here and you know you do this or hey what wh-, you know if you see something that you want to do let me know uh and i help you it was like
0: so when yeah, when mm-hmm. what was that moment when you donated michael and y'all like oh wow like we're in charge now like what was that moment
2: like uh good <laughs> probably near his um Really, 2013, when we knew that he was, that, you know, wasn't going to make it and that his decision making had really, he, he kind of had slipped a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's when we realized, you know, that was like the time and, and it's been evolving ever since then, you know. So, ever since then, from 2013, 2014, we're still in evolution with how, you know, the next Russ's generations and then we, you know, of course, Sydney's. Having their generation, RG4. so yeah, so it's so a lot for, of girls are RG four, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> so so I think that it's we have done a really a good job. I think the the best asset that he provided, he and my mother provided, was a sense of humbleness and values and ethic of hard work. That you know nothing is is given. You got to go get it. You got to make it happen. And um, so. That's what drives me is that I know whatever I set my mind to, I can achieve and I got the resources and platform to get it done. So nothing is impossible to me right now. Now that wasn't my mindset 10 years ago.
0: Wow.
2: So that's what's up. Yeah. So that's
0: what's up. Russ, how you feel, man? Um, you know, you are, you're RG three, you're the oldest, right? Yeah. Um, do you feel like a level of, Pressure as it pertains to like the next generation of of transition and passing it on to RG4.
1: No, I mean, quite honestly, I know it's, um, you know, nobody's trying to replicate, uh, HJ exactly. I know that's kind of a one in a million shot. Um, I think what, what he, what he's done is he's, he's built a platform. He's built a platform where, you know, we're able to incubate, we're able to get out, collaborate with folks. And then the platform is like everything, you know. So what I do is, I try to always stay, um, in the loop and paying attention on kind of things that are happening. Just, you know, watch, watching from afar, you know, asking questions offline, you know, um, and then going out and creating value, you know, things that I can invest in or any kind of businesses that, you know, I can, I can bring into, you know, I'm in parking management. I remember my, uh, HJ, he threw me out on the lots probably like 15 <laughs> some odd years ago, you know, kind of with the group where, for all those, you know, Castleberry Hills right next to, uh the old Georgia Dome and the Mercedes Benz Stadium, which came close to the neighborhood. So just off of that, I see the reading. How old were you when you did that? Oh uh, man. I mean I had to been uh, I mean was probably closer to 18. Like, you know, it was like, you know, yeah. out of high school or whatnot. Um but I've just seen how the neighborhood is transforming. And I tried to, you know, form a parking management company. So that's a blessing. You know, the film industry coming through Georgia. Uh we helped broker some of the deals and market mm-hmm. some of the properties.
0: Get my um, house rent out, man. You know, I mean. <laughs> this be a trap house, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: So, uh, I mean, my thing is, I just, I use it as a blessing, man. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to come in here and act like an expert in anything. I, that's why I get around people that I can learn, try yeah. to partner up. Um, I'm a realtor too, as well. So, you know, real estate has always been, I've been a salesperson all my life, but real, real estate now is, I feel like what I've learned from my grandfathers that, he he went out. He bought a lot of properties, and I never really seen him dispawn or selling properties unless it was uh, you know, it made sense. So I saw him really build up a real estate kind of empire, just holding on and watching his assets, you know, uh, grow. Right, right. But before,
4: quick, before we wrap, um, yeah. what's what's a message?
2: Yeah, I got roll after this. Yeah,
4: what's a message you want to give to uh, Black America? Uh, you, you've been in a position to kind of see things mm-hmm. from a different vantage point, mm-hmm. and now you see where things are right now. What would you like to say? Okay. Uh,
2: the message to Black America: Number one, we are at a inflection point around our social and financial trajectory. And what I mean by that is that we are the culture of America, particularly here in the South. And financially, we have, we're the, uh, the foundation of this country, particularly in the South. And now we are at a point where we have to take all that in move ourselves up financially. And once we do that, the financial piece comes with uh education, mm-hmm. health care, um, and the whole um just readiness, you know, um those two inequalities have been exposed uh with COVID, right? So now we got we have this Awakening that we have to really take and leverage innovation and technology, and what 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 I would say to Black America is that we have to focus in on upward economic mobility for the next generation.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah. French Russ, um, yeah,
1: I, mean, I-, I just echo what um you know, the old man said right here. And then I think just equity, oh, you know, man. yeah, hey, look, man, you know, this game in that. So, uh, but you know, that's really the thing. I think ownership and equity, you know, if you have an idea, you can start, start where it's manageable. And, and I feel like year after year, what I do is I look back and I just see, you can see consistent growth. You're working in the right thing. You know Um if, 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 if it's not going in the right direction, you got to just assess your network the people that you're around and you know, you got to make sure that you are putting your time
0: in the right places. I got it. I got it, man. Um, First of all, bro, like, I appreciate you, man. You know what I'm saying? Open arm. As a as a brother, right? I got four sisters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Open arm. You know what I'm saying? You opening and accepting me, man, and our relationship and growing. And like I said, I'm just going to say it right here on the podcast. Me and Russ going to make some money. This yeah, we together, putting, we're putting it we, together, man. We got to make some real money, man. Like, just announcements coming later.
1: Yeah, no need to speak on <laughs> it, man. You'll see it.
0: Oh. You know? <laughs> um, but with that being said, man, to everybody that's listening, uh, my advice and my encouragement is um bet on yourself. Yeah. Bet on yourself and whatever that looks like. You know, betting on yourself is might be starting that business. Betting on yourself might be buying that real estate you feel good about. You know what I'm saying? Bet on yourself mean might mean uh, purchasing this stock. Whatever that is, bet on yourself. Um. don't overextend yourself while betting on yourself and uh, go to the next level. I think there's no uh, reward without risk, you know what I'm saying? And we got to be willing to make that if we want to go to the next level, be smart about our risk, be calculated. But this is a time where I feel like we can all really build a wealth that we want to have, you yeah. know what I'm
1: saying? And education is key, man. Like it's it's outside the classroom. It's all around you these days. You know, it's accessible. So just tap in, man. It's you. Whether it's late at night, whenever the case, you got free time or you're know, off time, just constantly be educating yourself and getting around people that, you know, you, you're looking to be in their shoes.
0: With that being said, man, we said this every week, man. We love y'all. We need y'all. Most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the father, Just Elder podcast.
3: Son of a preacher, yes, man. Sir. Escape the reach of the preacher's hand. That charge of energy set all the cards back. It took all these years to get the zeroes back. I hated religion because here was this Christian. He was preaching on Sundays versus how he was living Monday. Someday I forgive him because strangely I division like the multiple religion I study. Muslim, Buddhists, and Christians. And I was running from him, he was giving me wisdom. See how the universe works? It takes my hurt help me find <laughs> That's cool.